Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of the Note Takers podcast. I'm your host, Carlos Gilbert, and we got a great show for you today. We have special guest Matt Neff on the show today with the Entrenito podcast. It's going to be a great show. So let's go! Hey, everybody. Thank you again for joining us again on the show. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. And uh, we have a great, 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 great show. As you know, if you've been following us and been with us, we have had just 10 of the best, worst episodes ever out there. But No Takers really is all about taking note of what the Holy Spirit says, applying what He says to your life, and allowing Him to bring you to a place of freedom. And for our first episodes, episode 0.0 to 0.9, we have done these foundational episodes that really speaks of of uh, note takers and speaks of the heart of note takers, my story, and it also brings apart uh, the story out of uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. We talk about Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, and we talk about being a note taker, having the posture of Mary in the midst of a Martha-esque world, and how all that comes together. You know, when we have a life that we have that is managing uh, our kids, managing our life, managing our business, then how do we take note of what the Holy Spirit is saying? And I'm so glad that we're at this uh, time, episode one, which is a new journey for us. We are connecting with people who are note takers, you know, people out in the world. You may have never heard these people. From here on out, there's going to be people on this podcast that you've never heard of before. But this is the whole point of what note takers is all about. Note takers is really all about you, the person who is, you know, just going about regular life and yet realizing that God can speak to you. God can speak to them. And so you're going to see people's names and you're going to hear people that you don't even know. They're going to be all scattered all over, maybe even all over the world. And uh, you're going to hear from them and yet you're going to hear how God is speaking to them. And then as a result of that, because of this and because you're taking the time to not only spend time with Jesus, but then spend time listening to this podcast, there's going to be things that are said that you're going to take note of. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you as they see, look at that. That person, you know, dealt with that or that person is speaking about this and it's really impacting your life. And you're going to really begin to get into a place of freedom because you're taking note of what the Holy Spirit is saying. You might be listening to this at work. You might be listening to this on the drive and you will hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and you will take note of it. And you will apply it to your life, and you will be brought into a place of freedom. I tell you, every single day, if we have a posture of Mary, we just want to hear what Jesus said. Jesus said, one thing is needed, and that is to be like Mary, have a posture of her, and take note of what what Jesus is saying. And having that posture, he said that those things what she gives will not be taken away. So, come on. Uh, I pray that uh, as you're listening to this podcast, and by the time this podcast is over, there's going to be things that you're going to walk away with that you are going to hold on to, and they're not going to be taken away from you. Uh, we do have a special guest, uh, Matt Neff, who's going to be joining us here shortly. Uh, he is the creator of Entre Needle Podcast, so make sure you check him out, follow him on Instagram, and uh, you know, subscribe to his podcast as well. It'll definitely benefit you and uh, be helpful to you. But before we get started with that interview, I want to let you know again, just make sure you share... Uh, this podcast is others. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at NoTakers619. And then you can also uh, subscribe to our podcast if this is if you haven't done so already. But also on YouTube, uh, we are there under NoTakers Official. And last but not least, if you'd like to support us, uh, we'd be glad to take your money. Uh, not because uh, it's going to be used for us, but really it's going to be used to further the kingdom of God. We're trying to get this message out because we want people, you know, whether you're in the church or out of the church, to really begin to take note of what the Holy Spirit is saying. I mean, there's stories all around the world. People who don't even know Jesus are, are hearing from Him and are coming to Christ. And 
so why not get this out there? Maybe someone will look it up and, and have a chance to listen to it and then all of a sudden get impacted by the gospel. So let's do this. And I'm so glad because I'm just sharing my journey and I'm getting this out and I want to encourage you. I don't care if you're dealing with fear. I don't care if you're dealing with an addiction. God has a place for you and God wants to speak to you. You just have to have that posture where you're listening and that you're understanding that he does. He does love me and that he wants to speak to me regardless of what I'm doing, regardless of what I have and regardless of the fear, regardless of, of the busyness that I have in my life, that he can reach through all that and he can speak to your heart. So uh, I thank you for again listening and tuning in and making sure that you uh, just share and just share whatever God shares with you in your heart with others and, and even comment and like us on Facebook as well too. So yeah, so let's move on. We'll be right back with uh, our interview with Mr. Matt Nett. Thanks, Matt, for joining us today on the show. I appreciate you coming on the No Takers first uh, episode for real this time. And I uh, appreciate you being uh, our first guest. So welcome to the show. Thanks, man. So excited to be here. I'm, I'm honored to be number one. So I, I have a big shoes to fill, I guess. I don't know. There's no shoes, but I'm going to fill them today. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, man. You've been doing it. Uh, and you've been doing it for me. So I, I appreciate the encouragement that you've uh, offered. And I know sure, that man. what we'll be uh, sharing today is going to be great for our listeners. And uh, so let's just uh, begin with a little bit of history. I mean, I know I met you uh, because you came out with Daniel Eric Groves and you came out yeah. to, our, you know, to our church and you just had the opportunity to play with him and, and be with him. And then you guys did this uh, worship class with us and uh, we... I sat there listening to you and, and uh, you know, just having a chance to show for you guys around for the day. And mm-hmm. uh, that was awesome. And, uh, yeah. and out of that short amount of time, I just really was honored to be able to be around you, be blessed, and just also be encouraged and just, you know, flipping out because here you are starting these podcasts and uh, that you have. And, and I was, you know, been thinking about this for the last two years. And uh, little did oh, I wow. know. Yeah. Little did I know that uh, you would be. Uh, the one that would uh, really, um, you know, really, uh, again, to renew that, that heart or spark that vision in me to continue to do this. So that's why I'm so honored to have you on here. And it's such a big deal uh, because of thank that. You. And um, so, yeah, thank you. So tell us a little bit more. We want the uh, No Takers audience to hear a little bit more about your story. Um, you know, you started how you started perhaps uh you know and uh a little bit of your background and and maybe how you come to know christ yeah awesome well thank you um well yeah i was i was pretty much raised in church my mom and dad were pretty involved um my dad early on was uh really in it just for church softball he was really interested in just playing for the softball team and stuff and so years <laughs> later with his his walk with the lord you know he he got on fire and, and got he's just such a, a giver and loves to give and so and so he really got you know, radically changed there in the church. Um, and so we grew up Assembly of God. And so I was born again, spirit-filled. I was born again at five, spirit-filled at eight. And um, wow. my, mo- my mom said I was, like, speaking in uh, tongues and ran out of, like, the kids' room, like, speaking in tongues. And she's like, is... And I was like, is this tongues? Is this tongues? I was, like, asking my mom, and she's laughing. She's like, yeah, 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 that's tongues. So, um, <laughs> so at an early age, I was exposed to those things. And... Um, you know, I thank God for it because praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit is, is so helpful and has, I believe, saved my life many times that I know and don't know of. Um, so from there, I just, you know, I, I kind of just 
went to church with my parents, things like that. Um, when I was nine, we went to another church, which was a non-denominational, kind of the Word of Faith background, um, you know, Brother Hagen and, and all that. And so when I was nine years old, I started going there to uh, Believer's Christian Fellowship at the time. Now it's Believer's Church, uh, Pastor Joe and Gina Caminetti. So I went there and just went to church, did my thing, and, you know, loved the Lord. But I wasn't super on fire. I didn't really understand what it was to have my own relationship with Christ and just went, you know, because that was what was modeled in front of me. So went there. Um, 12, 13, 14 years old, I started attending the youth group, and I was really nervous to um, attend the youth group because I, I didn't know anybody, which is normal. And uh, I remember telling my parents, like, I just, I need the word. Like, I need an adult to, tell, to teach me the word. I just don't, you know, I don't have time for, like, petty things. You know, and I'm, I'm just, honestly, I'm just scared out of my mind because I don't know anybody in the youth group, so I'm just giving these dumb religious spiritual answers that don't really apply. So <laughs> we... Um, I started going to youth group, and then from then on, uh, my youth pastor, Pastor Mark Pegley, he's a pastor right now out in Russellville, Arkansas, just an amazing man of God. And at a young age, you know, I remember he had this old, uh, like, I think it was a Chevette or some some van or something, and, and he had a box of T-shirts for the youth group, and he gave me a free T-shirt, which I just was, I thought, this is incredible. Uh, and me being the five love languages, gifts are my are my love language, so when someone gives me a gift, I'm, like, thrilled, you know. And I didn't know that, of course, at 13 years old. I hadn't read the book yet. So I, um, yeah, so I got this free this free T-shirt and was so excited. And I remember Pastor Mark telling me that he says, listen, you're going to be a general in God's army. Wow. And for me, that was huge. And I was like, is that prophetic? Or does he say that to all the teens? But I don't, I didn't care because for me, it, it helped me grow. So from then on, I was involved there. I was, I was there at the church almost every day and involved in drama and greeters and music and playing drums in the youth group and doing announcements and offering and praying, leading prayer meetings. And so I was just on fire for, for God. And so from then on, you said, don't, I don't want to interrupt, but I do, but uh, what, uh, you were, you were at the age of, this is when you were a teenager, right? Yeah. When I was 13 or 14. Um, yeah, it's when it, when in that kind of all started, it all started to make sense. So I would go to youth group and I would go to, um, summer camps and missions trips and you feel free to cut, jump in whenever, cause I'm going to probably talk a lot. So yeah, yeah. another, well, I'm a I, podcaster as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think, um, the reason why I, I wanted to stop you right there, because I, that was a very pivotal time for me. You know, I didn't come to know Christ until I was in my seventh or eighth, eighth grade years. And, uh, oh, cool. but just, uh, you know, the fact that around, around that time, how, how important that is, you know, we read about in the Bible, but David, how, you know, he was young and how other people were young, even Jeremiah, you know, um, yeah. there were all young uh, people who were called by God and that they were given a word. And it, some of it, you know, wasn't even, you know, realized until later. But as a result, there's that hunger that we had at this young age. And, and I just want to encourage those who are listening that, hey, you know, if you're young, you know, that it doesn't matter how young or even how old we are, you know, we can yeah. see that through the word, but um, that listen to this testimony right here, you know, this is where God is like really taking hold of some people, giving us a word and then uh, uh, launching us out. So anyways, I'll let you continue. But yes, that, I just yeah, thought no, that was awesome. Great. No, that's great. I love it. Um, and yeah, and, and really as parents to look, you know, if you have teenage kids to look at them, not in a, in a way of like, well, they're just, they're just young. They're millennials. They don't know what they're doing. And like, that's a whole nother talk on millennials that yeah. <laughs> people think the world's just ending because all these millennials, I'm thinking, I am honestly excited about the millennial. I know a lot of millennials and they are fantastic. Oh, so man. I just, you know, I just, I'm excited for the future, honestly. I yeah, think the future is sure. going to be amazing. Um, 
Yeah, so with that, you know, I was getting involved in youth group and, and going on missions trips and helping and just serving the local church and making these great friendships and relationships. So then from there, I started taking it to my school, and I had uh, I didn't have like the traditional cheesy Christian T-shirts. Um, I had like really intense ones. So back in <laughs> 1987, I think, or 1988 was my first ever Christian rock concert. It was uh, it was my first concert out ever. It was Mylon and Broken Heart, and uh, who was it? Mylon and Broken Heart. Okay. It's, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to play a sample put, of them for everybody. <laughs> show notes, yeah. And so they had a, uh, man, I love their music, and they had a song called Love God, Hate Sin. And so their tour was the Love God, Hate Sin tour. Nice. And so on the back, and it's a black t-shirt, and on the back it says Love God, Hate Sin in blue, big, giant blue, bold letters. And so <laughs> I was wearing shirts like that to school. Um, I was wearing, you know, just a ton of different, like, Christian things and Christian paraphernalia. Um so I was known, kind of self-proclaimed a little bit, as like the little mini Billy Graham of my school. And so I went to school with about 600 students, and I had about 150 in my class. And so, you know, I was just, I was real excited, and I was preaching a lot to people and, and doing a lot of things right and doing a, even more things wrong um, <laughs> with my faith and being abusive, probably, and just um, annoying at, at times. And, um, you know, I love the, the, the quote that, preach the gospel, and if necessary, say something. So I didn't know that quote yet, so I was just like, you know, and I wasn't necessarily um, hellfire and brimstone, but I was, you know, I, I loved people and I was I was intense and I felt like I had this vision of what I wanted to do. So um, from there, I just started talking to people. So it took me a couple of years, but people started to know about about me and God, and they said, well, if, if anybody needs prayer, go to Matt Neff. He knows what he's he's doing. He'll pray for you. And I started to witness, I wanted to start witnessing, but I didn't know how to. And I was too nervous to say, like, just walk up to a person and ask them about their relationship with God. And so I started writing letters. And I, saw, <laughs> I thought, wow. if, it, if it works for Paul, you know, in the, in yeah, the New Testament, for sure. <laughs> he wrote letters to the churches. So I would write letters to these girls and um, say things <laughs> like, listen, you have to, uh, you have to start, stop drinking so much Zima. You know, Zima was a big thing. This is like 1996. <laughs> 19, I don't know when Zima was big, but I was like, you have to stop drinking. You're too young, and you have to stop sleeping around. It's not good for you. And you know, I started writing these one to two page letters to these different people. Wow. And uh, that was that was it. So then people like you know, whenever some tragedy would happen in the school or something would happen, people would come to me and they'd be like, well, can you pray? So so wow. as that progressed, I started heading up the prayer team at our, our our school, and we had about 15 students that would pray in a circle off this little alcove by the cafeteria. And we pray every morning before school. And uh, I, I partnered with other different Christians in my school from different churches, things like that. And uh, I don't want to paint the picture that I was a loner there on an island. But um, <laughs> it was it, we were definitely a minority for sure. So yeah. from there, uh, I just started, you know, we started praying. And then I remember just asking people, like, you know, would you like to receive Christ? And have you ever prayed before the sinner's prayer? And and I remember the one, I think my sophomore year, I, I led um, nine students to the Lord in one in my biology class in 10th grade. Wow. And then in that year I led, I got to lead like 22 uh, people to the Lord, which was cool and pray with them. And so it was fun. I just learned, I was learning this, these things about loving people and just trying to be a good, a good example of Christ and love people and things like that. So I don't know. So that's where, that's kind of where my 13, 14, 15 year old started all the way through high school. I went on missions trips with teen mania to Mexico and to Jamaica and, and saw God's hand move and, and things like that. So it was it was pretty powerful. Um, but that's kind of my backstory. I mean, from there I went to Rainbow Bible Training Center, went to Bible school, went to the School of Worship, came back to my local church in um, Warren, in Northeast Ohio, 
and just started there, got plugged in and just started doing worship and helping in the youth group, helping the children's, just doing whatever I needed to do and started getting some more traction, growing as a musician, growing as a vocalist and got to oversee the Saturday night worship for uh, our church and then went and would help once in a while on Sunday mornings and things like that. And then from then there were some pastors that felt called to start a church in Columbus. They needed a worship leader. And that's how I got to Columbus um, was that's from, from the church there. So that's kind of the fast short story. I don't know how much you wanted me to talk, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I did a lot of talking. So <laughs> No, man, that, that's, that's, you know, it's phenomenal. I think that's great because, uh, you know, again, like having a chance to, an opportunity to meet you, I, I, all the whole story, like what you're talking about is like almost a lot of what my story is, you know, being involved oh, cool. a lot in, uh, as a, as a young person. And I think that a lot of people miss out and they, they maybe graduate from um, high school and if they don't go to college or, or maybe if they're in college or maybe they don't um, have the opportunity like they did in high school. In high school, we hang out a lot. And uh, yeah. as a result of hanging out a lot and you have like so many people around you, you have such an opportunity to share the gospel. And so you see a lot of results there, you know, because you have the passion, you have the, 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 the drive. And then um, and you're almost like kind of uh, you want to be in the in crowd, but then you're also not afraid at the same time. Uh, and in mm-hmm. some ways, some people are, you know, like I think you and me share that same story. But um, but then after you get out of high school, I think people like wonder, like, well, the power of God's not working in my life. A lot of us have glory days in high school. I mean, in high school, I had. You know, on Monday and Fridays, we would do Bible study. On Wednesdays, we'd have prayer meetings. And we'd be, like, I'd have all these people of different faiths, whether apostolics, Pentecostals, or or, uh, or Catholics even. And they'd be sprawled out on the floor because the Holy Ghost had came. Wow. And, uh, you awesome. know, but that was, like, almost like, you know, what they, you know, that was my glory days. Like, you know, people, were, you know, they were uh, college football players or, or they were high school, you know, stars. And they go, yeah, that was, you know, back then when I, you know, did that. And they live in that era. <laughs> And um, I think that uh, as I did a study with uh, one of my podcasts here, it was about how the Holy Spirit makes, you know, the word and makes our, our life with Christ an actual experience. And so um, in regards to this, I mean, you with, with your story and, uh, you know, you see it that you go from, you know, your high school and all these things that God is imparting into you. And, yeah, you made mistakes along the way, as I, as did I, you know, sure. whether you say the wrong thing or, you know, uh, or you, uh, or, you know, you did, the, but you did many right things as well, you know. So you, <laughs> you, you go along the, the path and then yet, you know, after that, and and as you start jumping in further, you know, growing into adulthood, that you know the Holy Spirit is so important to help continue to make this an experience, right? So you went and mm-hmm. you, it gave you an opportunity to go further to where you can start leading worship with other people and all that stuff, just because of all that fire that was in you, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's uh, move on here. I want to uh, talk with you. The whole thing about no takers is uh, is all about being the having the posture of Mary in, in the midst of a Martha-esque world, you know. So tell us a little bit about maybe a time in your life where you had uh, a moment where, you know, here you are, maybe you're in the ministry, uh, you're going about your life, and uh, as you go about your life, all of a sudden you start hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you about something. And um, that when when you began to hear him, how you began to take note of what he was saying, and uh, and uh, and then sure. began to apply it to your life, and 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 yeah. what that brought you to. If you can yeah, share that's that great. With Thank us. you. Yeah, I would love to. Um, there's there's a ton of different experiences. So you know, like I, I going back to when I was younger, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old. That's when I really felt I was introduced to the person of the Holy Spirit because a lot of times I think the people. Uh, you know, good people that just taught wrong or they don't understand that, you know, they think the Holy Spirit's an it, you know, like when it 
when the it comes upon you and the spirit if it you know it's just when you first understand the Holy Spirit is a person in your in your life that they're the part of the Trinity it's uh it's a powerful thing to put the person in the right perspective so I would read like Benny Hinn's book you know Good Morning Holy Spirit as a 14 year old kid no way and, man I, I swear yeah. dude I, you and me have the same story <laughs> that is insane man I, I went through that it. book like it. in one night man and that thing like wrecked me and I was like okay I gotta yeah. stop this I gotta reread this thing and take it slow yeah, it was a powerful time for sure, and it, and it hit me right where I was at, what I needed. And so from there, you know, and I had friends, and I would go to football games on Friday nights and hang out and have sleepovers and play video games and, you know, ride my bike everywhere. And I had a great childhood and great times, but there would be some Friday nights where I would just be seeking God, and I would be watching a Rodney Hard Brown video on VHS tape in my bedroom and praying and just seeking God. And so from there, um, I was a janitor at my church for two years, and... um I would I would just pray as I'd mop floors and I would pray as I clean bathrooms and things like that. So I still equate like uh it's like Pavlov's dog, like, you know, I don't know the whole expression, but like <laughs> he would like ring the bell and make the dog's mouth salivate because he thought it was food. I don't know. So with me with doing, you know, labor like that, like mopping and sweeping floors and just kind of working with your hands and being alone and, and still is just a, a time for me to really commune with God and just kind of get my thoughts right. So from there, I just would pray and pray in the Spirit and, and listen to the work of the Holy Spirit in me and just what do you have for me. And I would just, I didn't know what I was doing. I would just pray in the Spirit for like hours at times. And so from there, um, I was introduced to the, the work of the Holy Spirit and that that whole understanding of like listening and being sensitive to his leading in, in his spirit at a young age where people may not know that experience yet, which is incredible. But um, How did he uh, capture your attention? Could you, could you, like, share a little bit with that, like, in the middle of it? Like, was there I – mean, obviously, sure. like you said, there was many times uh, where this happened, but can you note one time where, like, it was just like, how did he – did he speak to you? Did he – was it by way of a friend? Was it by way of, you know, the, the message you were listening to as you were mopping the floors? Like, what, what was some of the ways that – Yeah, you, well, there was you, a you, lot. He was talking to you. Sure, and there was a lot, too. I mean, it came through all of those things. It came through uh, the Word, of course. It came through – actually, my uncle, Bill Carter – he was a huge influence on me because he was a very, and still is a very wise man. He does all the counseling for the church that I came from, my home church, and so he's seen it all. But I remember hearing stories of him every morning for an hour before, you know, 5:30 in the morning, just praying. He had a little, he had a little stool or, or a little a chair downstairs in the basement. He would just kneel and pray for an hour every morning. And so I remember seeing that. And the big thing of of life and anything with with your relationship and business or god or spirituality or emotional is is modeling so i remember him modeling that behavior to me uh living the life you know preaching the gospel but then if necessary saying something so seeing him um hearing the word hearing the scripture having youth a great youth pastor and great youth leaders around me that were modeling these things and pushing me onto things of god that was a, a huge time for the holy spirit uh the biggest thing i would say is what i've always tried to do in my life is to just be led by peace um so just being quiet, you know, uh, yeah. when and noticing that I think a lot of people live in a torment and they rarely get a touch of peace at times where it's like, man, my life is just hellish and I don't have peace a lot. Um, I think the flip side should be the goal we should be going for is that we live a life of peace. And then these things come up that are like uh, uh, like I've made decisions before where we're like, for example, was um, this is just a side thought. But my wife, uh, we worked all week with the, my wife and the kids. And so it was, um, Friday or Saturday afternoon and 
we're like, okay, you're going to go up, take the kids and go visit your, your, your parents. They were about three hours away northeast of us at the time we were living in Columbus. And so we're like, yeah. So we planned it for about two weeks. Like, just go, yeah, just go Monday morning. You're going to leave with the kids uh, and just go have fun. I'm going to stay here in Columbus and work and you just go Monday, you know. And so that was the plan. We planned it for two weeks. Well, then I think Sunday night, maybe Saturday night, um, we, I just felt, I was like, man, I just don't like that decision. There's something that's not seeming right. Wow. And so just, I was like, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't think you should go on Monday morning. There's something up. I don't know. It's just, let's just not go. And so, um, De- Desiree, my wife, she called her mom and said, Hey mom, we're, we're not going to make it up today. I just, Matt's not feeling real good about it and just not uneasy. And she goes, Oh, praise God. She says, because I was praying last night and I felt the Holy spirit tell me don't come up today. Um, come wow. up Tuesday, come up Wednesday, wow. things like that. And, and so that, I mean, those things happened not a lot, but I mean, that, that's happened probably 10 to 15 times in my life over the 37 years I've been on this earth. Um, so those are important. Those are, those are crucial things that you do not override the peace of God inside you. You do not override the Holy Spirit. And that's what he is. I mean, that's, we should be led and we should be seated in peace. And then these things come up. They're like, ah, something's off. You know, uh, Brother Hagen said, it's like taking a shower with your socks on. Something's just not right. You know, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Trust that intuition. Trust that gut check of this doesn't seem right. And follow that because I agree. It can get you out of Wasted time, wasted money, who knows, danger, being hurt, things like that. So that was one of the earliest times there, if I, if I answered that correctly for you. Yeah, man. Um, I think that's great uh, because every opportunity that we have, we, we don't, you know, like, again, like with the whole note takers, we're applying it. You applied it to your life. You, you never know. When we get to heaven, I think we'll actually really be able to see, like, exactly what really went on, you know, as a result of that. Sure. And as a result of our obedience and disobedience, you know, and, and God's mercy and grace that he applied, you know, in our life. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's just amazing that, again, you know, the Holy Spirit, he, he makes it so alive and he does speak. I mean, he like, confirmed that word, you know, for you. So, yeah, so taking this and, and hearing this throughout your life and following the lead of the Holy Spirit. Now, um, for those of you, uh, again, who don't know, uh, Matt is a, uh, he's the, he, he runs his own podcast. He's a businessman. Uh, his podcast is Andre Nito and uh, it's, it's an amazing podcast. Make sure you subscribe to it today and uh, start listening to some of this stuff uh, because the way that he has influence and uh, Matt, confirm this with me. You don't, um, you don't necessarily just uh, interview like me. I most likely will be, or I will be uh, interviewing people who know Christ and uh, have a, sure. a relationship with Him, or you know. But uh, for you, you you uh, reach all across the board, and I think this kind of comes from where, how you were in high school or in life. Uh, yes. you, just, you love to travel, you love to meet people, and uh, so is that that with Antonito, it's it is something where you're just basically putting yourself out in the middle of the marketplace. And uh, and am I correct in that? Yeah, it's perfect. That's a great, great summary of it all. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly really what I what I did in high school. Uh, it's coming back again. So tell us how um, with that, how you got how you got there, and how did the Holy Spirit begin to speak with you in regards to that? How did He lay out what you have, uh, you know, the vision for Antonito and maybe just life in general? That's huge. But yeah, I will do my best to not uh, ramble too much. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I pulled up a scripture here, uh, Matthew ten sixteen. Uh, Jesus is speaking to the disciples, and he said, "I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves." So I think that for me, um, even when I was in high school, tenth, eleventh grade, you know, I was I was hanging out with the kids. I was actually drawn to the people that were tatted up and had mohawks and were cussing and smelled like smoke and. And I knew my, I was like, wow, I, I want to help influence. And I, w- I want to help them. And you, you do need to be careful when you are maybe new to the Lord and 
who you associate with is, is really everything. Um, and, and these were friends. They weren't super close friends, but they're people that I, that I hung out with at school, uh, primarily only there. But I just was always drawn to that. Like, I don't like when uh, sometimes in churches, you know, Christians can be very judgmental. And, I'm, and I, I know I'm using a broad brush and there's different denominations that are, you know, <laughs> yeah. that are uh, whatever. I don't want to get into all that. But the point is um, that we love people. And that comes from that. And when you love people, you're not going to necessarily um, rubber stamp everything that they agree with or everything that they believe. But you just have to love people. It's our It's our job to love people. So... With that, kind of with Entree Need and the way it was started, um, comes back to like what you said when in my sophomore years, junior years in high school, is that this world is filled with people, and um, you know I don't get surprised when when people do dumb things or, or or make bad decisions. You know, if they don't know what they're doing, if they don't have knowledge, um, the Bible talks about in Hosea four six that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Um, now, necessarily, these might not be God's people, but these are just people in the earth that need help. So, just just giving just having love as your first response. And, and if in this life we have a lot of awkward things, there is a lot of things that aren't written down. Like, how do you handle this? You know? And, uh, my default I try to do is love, you know, just love people. I don't know. This is weird. Wow. That person, I should probably judge him or I should probably get mad at him. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to from love be, let that be my starting point. So and that, let me tell you, that's evident, Thank man. You. And, uh, and just meeting you uh, personally, you know, that was great. Uh, I totally felt that uh, from you. But then also in, in, in your podcast as well, you're, you're talking with people who don't, at least I, as far as my knowledge, they don't sure. know Christ. And so, um, you know, those, uh, you know, when you engage with them, I just love your excitement. I love just how you're like all into yeah. what you're doing, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, that's thank great. You. And, I, and I love to, I love to love people, you know, and they need to, they need to know that, you know, I think a lot of times in church, uh, there's a small majority. You know, I was talking with a, a friend the other day who is one of our clients in one of our businesses, and he's a Muslim, really devout Muslim. And I'm just praying. I said, Lord, help me to understand this world that you're in, not to judge, because, you know, the Bible talks about, like, God says, like, vengeance is mine. And it's like, we're not called to judge, you know. And I'm like, okay, so that's not right. my job. I should not be judging anybody. So this Muslim friend of mine, he's very devout you know i've i've been there a couple times at, at the locations when he's been kneeling and praying and you know i think well, what what can i take away from that and i think well i could i i love his desire to serve his god you know in a sense of what he believes is right uh wow he's and that can help me in my prayer life that can help me in my bible reading like wow look how dedicated this person is in their r- religion man i need to step up my game yeah. as well so just trying to be positive love on people and so with that, I didn't back down. He asked me, he said, are you a Christian? I said, I said, yes, yes, I'm a Christian and, and kind of give my backstory. And, you know, he didn't agree with what we said and, um, or what I said to him and things like that. Um, but I heard him out and he heard me out. And, um, but I said, and I said the same thing I said to you, to you all here today. It was just like, just love people, you know? And I told him, I said, honestly, you know, when you hear the word Christian, you could have a bad um, representation of what a Christian is because you could think that I'm one that pickets like military funerals and like the things that the Westboro Baptists do where they're just, it's just controversy and God hates this and God hates that and God hates you. And you're never going to get anywhere with people that way. I don't believe that's the right approach. Um, so I told yeah. him, I said, you know, and if I was to just kind of paint you with a broad brush, um, I would say that you're probably uh, a, a suicide bomber or trying to be a suicide bomber, things like that, you know, because I thought, hey, if we're going to get into this, let's get into this in a loving way. And he says, oh, no, I would never do that. And I said, I believe that because I said, I know that you're not 
an extremist, you know, and he goes, no, no, no. And I said, so I understand that, you know, and so it was, it was just, you know, it was, I don't know all the answers. I don't know the exact way to react to this person or to interact with this person, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to love them. And I, and I thanked him for, you know, explaining his side and hearing me out and, and we shook hands and he kind of took his second hand and kind of grabbed my hand and kind of like bowed a little bit to me, you know, just, uh, just like a, just like an honoring thing. And I thought that's, that's great. You know, um, we, I didn't, I didn't fall apart and say, oh, I don't, I don't know if this whole Christianity thing is legit, you know, well, you know, and I wasn't backpedaling. <laughs> I was confident in what I said, yeah, but yeah. you know, I yeah, just, just right. love people. I mean, there's so much hate out there. Just love people is the bottom line with everything. Yeah. And when you, and you do that, you see that. And it is amazing because you could take note, you know, in regards to that, that, where, you know, his, you know, dedication, you know, it's like, man, it, it would put you as a Christian, like, on, you know, in line. You're like, man, I, I don't even spend that much time in prayer. Yeah. What's going on with yeah. that, you know? Uh, so when you see somebody like that, I think, and uh, and you're able to have conversation. You're able to have conversation because you have love. And, and, and as a result, as what, what the word says, love casts out exactly. all fear. You know, uh, so you're able to stand in the midst of that where you have the societal, uh, you know, uh, norms that, you know, try to put pressure on you to make you believe that every single person is fits this particular uh, particular stereotype, you know, that you're able to walk in the midst of that stereotype, quote unquote, sure. and and you're able to actually be Jesus in the midst of that. You know, he walked into where the sinners were. He walked into where the uh, prostitutes where the tax collectors yes. were. And, you know, there is a societal norm that, hey, man, they're just these kind of people and uh, really you know, when you walk in with love, it casts out all fear. They're, they do things because they're just in fear, you know, sure. a lot of times. And um, as as a result, when we, when we come in and we have the living love inside of us, man, it's just, uh, it, it'll change the atmosphere when you walk into a place. And so uh, that's great, man. So I rabbit trailed quite a bit. I got uh, into love there, which is fine. I mean, that's a good place to go in love. But let me stay focused on this because you got me, you get me inspired, Carlos. So I'm just getting, you're pulling <laughs> it out of me. It's your fault. No, it's great. So, so with that, um, that mindset of love, that mindset of accepting people, loving people where they are, and it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. So it's the goodness of God. That's the key. That's the key. So I'll, I'll get off that topic for now. So uh, being raised in church, uh, being raised word of faith, things like that, um, things that were communicated to me the way I, prof- like I, I kind of processed everything, not saying that there was anything wrong with the word of faith movement necessarily, um, but the way I took things, long, fast forward would be, well, if I ever have like $10,000 worth of debt, um, God's just going to tell somebody to give me $10,000 and it's just going to happen. Or um, I'm going to wake up one day and have $10,000 in my checking account. Like it's just these fantastical things that actually can't work in the realm of the world as far as like, how, where does that money come from though? Like if I got $10,000 tomorrow in my checking account, and it came from nowhere, I'll probably be audited by the IRS. You know, there's things like that where it's like, <laughs> Very I'm going to have to pay taxes on that. Like, so there's, there's the world systems is what I'm saying. We have yeah. to follow the world systems. Um, and God can move in and out of those things for sure, but um, there's still the world system of that, we, that we, live, we live in this earth, so we have to you know, pay taxes, things like that. So with that, I was very... Um, indoctrinated with that mindset of like, well, praise God, whatever I need, you know, and not that I ran up credit cards, but I was just like, whatever happens, it's just God's going to provide all this money. So what it did to me is that one thing, it, one bad, I would say, uh, symptom of that was that I, I wasn't a super hard worker. I was just doing enough just to kind of get by and I wasn't a, a good steward of the job that I've been given. And the Bible talks a ton about, you know, slaves and masters and in, in that interest, it would be, you know, bosses and employees in, in this day, yeah. you know, so 
and not that I had a bad attitude, but I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of ambition, things like that. I just thought, well, God's going to just pay all my debts off, and if I ever have an issue, then God's going to take care of me and rescue me, which is true. He can do that. He's powerful. But uh, I heard a teaching. So I was driving to a, a, a family member from our, our church. Their, uh, their loved one had passed away, so we were heading to the calling hours. And so I was very pensive in a sense of thinking about the end of life and what does this look like and just my finality that was so I was in a really good spot to listen so I was listening to just incredible teaching by Willie George Um, he's the pastor at Church on the Move out there in Oklahoma great teacher I grew up watching gospel bill videos years ago I don't know if anybody knows what gospel bill is (laughs) probably get on YouTube and find it Um, and so I, I remember seeing all these and um and just hearing Willie George talk about money. And so one of the instances he did, I just had the audio I was listening to, but he had a, uh, a young guy come up and he said, he, his, he said, yeah, young man, come here for me really quick. And he said, just stand at the edge of the stage. And so I, apparently Willie George is on the stage. I'm, I'm gathering all this. Um, and so he pulls out, I believe, a $100 bill and he drops it and the kid catches it. And he said, listen to me. He says, you can keep that. But he said, that's the last time money's going to fall from heaven for you. Wow. And he said, you can go back to your seat, you know, and, and have a good day. <laughs> So I was like, wow. like, whoa. So my mindset, it hit me right between the eyes because I thought, wait, I thought God would just like rain down money from heaven or I would have like a gold filling in my mouth when I woke up and I could like pull it out of my <laughs> mouth and sell it on eBay. And uh, and so I, it started a journey of like, okay, interesting. But um, so Willie George goes on to say, and I was trying to find the, the link for you. I don't know if it's actually out there anymore. It may be gone as far as the podcast goes. But he, he spoke about, he was the head puppet salesperson. He worked for two different companies did all these children's events and would just pre- preach the gospel about the power of puppetry in, in children's ministry. And so every time he would sell out this, this, this salesperson, he was a salesperson for these companies, he would sell out and, and it was great. And he would get a fraction of the money. Well, then he felt like God called him to start a children's ministry and then have the children's ministry be on TV and have a children's TV show, which was the gospel bill show back in the eighties that I, that I watched. So with that, um, he just didn't know how to do it. And he, he, the Holy Spirit showed him how to channel the money that he needed to do. So what he did was God gave him an idea. He said, you know, you know how to sell these puppets and you know everything about puppet ministry and, and what's a good puppet, what's a high quality puppet and things like that. So what he did is he decided to make his own puppets and he hired some little old ladies who could sew real good in the church and had and put them to work and had them sewing like crazy, he made all these puppets and he would do these children's seminars going forward and would sell out. He would talk about the power of puppet ministry. And every time he would sell out and he made a good profit, um, that was able to finance what God called him to do. But his, his whole takeaway was this. He says, you have to learn how to, the money in, the, in this world system, you have to learn how to channel it to you to fund what God's called you to do. So with that, he, okay. um, he said, you know, it's important because people, I think a lot of times they're like, well, God's just going to bless me and bless God. I'm just going to wake up with, you know, like I said, $10,000 in my checking account. I'm like, I don't. You know, I I know people can do that. I've heard stories of people giving $150,000 to help a building fund and and, and a million-dollar checks. And that does happen, and God uses people all the time. But just in case that doesn't, you know, what are you doing in the meantime to to channel those things to you, your passion? So um, the other thing Willie George did to channel the money to fund the vision was to have children's seminars on Saturdays. And so before, he did it for free. And he said people would come late. They wouldn't take notes. They'd leave early. They weren't real engaged. He started charging $25 per person, which was very affordable, still is very affordable. For like all day, they fed you lunch. I mean, it was a, it's a great resource. And he said people came early. 
they took notes, they stayed late, they asked questions, and he was able to sell out of all of his product, which which was great. Wow, so amazing. So it was just a little adjustment, and I say that all the time with like being a musician that you know, it's it's really just these little adjustments in life, these little corrections. Sometimes people think that, oh, I've got to repent and I've got to change my life completely. Yeah, in some instances, there could be toxic relationships. There could be things that you need to stop immediately right now because it's damaging you and your family. It's hurting you and your relationships. But a lot of things are just little adjustments. You know, if my low E string on my acoustic guitar it doesn't go down to a an A, you know, it and I got to go, oh man, I got to tune this thing up, you know, all that. It's just this little, I'm a little flat. Let me just, and I bring it up and I'm in tune. It's just those constant adjustments of being in tune with the Holy Spirit, being in tune every day, listening. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? Is there something in my heart? Am I have, do I have a bad attitude? Is there, is there a person that is, is ticking me off or you see their, their name come up on your cell phone and they're calling you and you're like, ah, and your blood starts to boil and you're like, oh boy, I must have an issue with, uh, with this person. I need to talk to them. And I usually, there's been times where I've been offended in my life and just the dumb offense and somebody says something stupid and it kind of hurts my feelings. But then two to three days later, I'm over it. So I'm like, I'm okay. I don't need to talk to them. But if you go three days or more, three to five days, six years possibly, <laughs> and all these things, <laughs> right. and you're still ticked off about this person, then you've got some unforgiveness in your heart and you, and you got to let the Lord take care of that. Got to let the Holy Spirit lead you out of that and make that right. Uh, because it's hurting you, honestly. So um, yeah, so with Entre Nido, so I'm learning these things about, wow, channeling money and, and things like that. And I grew up, word of faith, I grew up with amazing church people that I love that are so sweet. And the scripture that I love to, to kind of teach on is from Hosea 4.6, is that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And this is my people, God's people. So what the scripture doesn't say is that my people are destroyed for lack of faith, my people are destroyed for lack of love, my people are destroyed for lack of whatever they're good people but they're destroyed for lack of knowledge yeah. so you've got people that are getting these incredible credit card interest rates and they're just spending dumb money on dumb things and uh or they're struggling and they're it's a single mom and they're just trying to feed their kids and they're working three jobs and things like that so to me that is what entrenito is all about that's what my and i look at it as a ministry is to help people in their finances help people that maybe feel called to start a business, to get out of the nine-to-five hustle, to start something new. Um, the whole point of Entrenido is to equip them because they, they're going to have you're going to have a ton of excuses and you're going to have a ton of places where you get stuck. So say things like, "Oh, I don't have enough money." Okay, we have we just released like I think we released like 45 to 50 episodes so far. We have there's topics about fear, there's topics about time, there's topics about I don't have enough money, things like that. There's how do you answer those? Because there's an answer to everything. So with that, um, we love to hear from people. We love to hear their stories. And we really just want to help people financially in a sense of not just giving them money. That's not really what we're doing. I don't know about yeah. that money <laughs> yet. But to help people, you know, instead of giving them a fish, teaching them how to fish. That's that's what it's really all about. So with those things, you know, learning how to channel money, learning that um, there's great people out there that are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that doesn't have to be just in finances. That could be in relationships. That could be in their health, uh, their diets, things like that, that like I just want to see you have a full life, a great life, like John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you would have life and life more abundantly. That's the goal. I want to see every believer, every person, every unsaved, saved, whatever, have a rich, full life doing what they love to do, being passionate, making money, um, because there's nothing wrong with making money. Um, 
but it's it's that's a whole other concept too. You know, so there's there's yeah. a there's a ton to this. I'm trying to kind of um, you know condense it for you a little bit, but that's kind of what Entrepreneur is all about: is getting people that maybe are feel like they're called from a nine to five, not because they have a bad attitude and they're a terrible employee. We don't want we don't want to deal with that. But they're like, you know what? This has been a great company, but I feel like there's more. I feel like I'm called for more. Uh, it's so good because people, you know, they're going to listen to this. And, you know, again, you know, with the whole Christian needs, some people may look at it to judge us. Hey, it's all about the prosperity gospel. You know, this is what you're doing. Sure. You know, but if you look at it, that's freedom, man. Um, you know, and yeah. being free from debt is is an important thing. And I think going back to, you know, just uh, your podcast, and I think it's, it's, it's amazing because of the difference – of the backgrounds of the people that you have on there. And it's, it's uh, I always remember I was listening to one and he just talked about how he, God brought him out of a place of fear. I think it was the power of journaling. And uh, I think the guy talked about how, you know, he was just in a place of fear and that he, you mm-hmm. know, God brought him through this through, through journaling. And, uh, you know, and just even all these little things, it's like, you know, for you, you know, just uh, you're being, uh, hearing that one message and, and hearing and understanding that, hey, money just doesn't fall from the sky. And, and as a result of that, it's like it got you out of a place of where maybe you were just in that, in that uh, you know, running through life. You know, we talk about on the podcast here that, uh, you know, it's not just about emotions. You know, Jesus didn't go to the cross to uh, by way of his motion he went with their purpose with a with a yeah. with a goal in mind he had us on his on his heart and and so as a result of that our god you know is constantly leading us to that place of freedom so whether it be freedom from addiction would be freedom from uh, gluttony would be freedom from uh you know being in a, in a complacent place in our christian walk uh when we begin to hear things like that or have connections with different people that uh can bring the word of god to us and we take note in the middle of it you know we're just hanging out and and uh you know because we were you and i were just hanging out you know you talk about podcasts yep. and oh man you know i take note with the holy spirit says you hear what he's saying you know do you hear what he's saying? Uh, and uh, and then you know just you know jumping on to Antonito and, and and hearing the different stories, man, you're like, you know, how could I not do this? You know, I tell people that you know I was I had a second job uh, and my my second job contract ended, and so rather than wasting my time, um, uh, you know, not doing anything and coming home and watching, I love UFC, so watching UFC for uh-huh. you know <laughs> for for four hours a, a night, I, I sure. spent my time in prayer. I said, hey, you know, I, I submitted it. all my applications for you know I I submitted this for a contract or whatnot, but God, I'm just going to sp- uh, spend my time in prayer. I'm going to spend my time worshiping you, and as a result, I'm starting to. Do do that and then here you come along and i'm like oh my god podcast oh my god no 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 god yeah. and and you know it's just stirring yeah. it in my heart stirring it in my heart and as a result god you know brought brought me to a place where i can meet you talk with you and then get the encouragement from you and prayers too you know so i, I sure. greatly appreciate that man the things that you're doing and the things that you have done um just in a little bit of time and i think that's, that's what you said it's the little adjustments you know the little adjustments that we make in our lives and it's just absolutely you know choosing that i'm not going to sit here and watch tv but i'm going to sit here and pray uh you remind me of me and my friends we got out of high school and school was over and we'd run over to a friend's house and we put on some worship music and we pray for hours and hours we got the door Wow. banging his mom would bang on the door and like come and eat come and eat you know and we're like no no yeah. we're just gonna pray <laughs> yeah and, um, and awesome. we, we we think that we get so crazy busy in our life uh just like uh, martha you know martha was preparing a place for jesus again she's done this time and time again jesus is back in bethany and she's preparing this and and here we is and uh 
she has another opportunity, you know, but she had other things that were clouding her mind. And we, in our world, you know, you can get busy with life. I know, man, you like release podcasts like it ain't funny, man. And so um, <laughs> episode after episode and uh, but, you know, so you can get busy. You have kids, you have a wife, sure. you know, you have ministry that you do traveling all around, the, you know, the nation. And uh, and so, you know, all that stuff can can become and uh, real busy and real cloudiness. But just like uh, like like even that moment where you just take time aside and you just begin to pray and you make that little adjustment in that day where in my in the middle of my day craziness you know busyness you can just god i have a posture of hearing you i start you know i i want to mm-hmm. hear from you i i you know you, you i think you mentioned that as well that you just were you know just I, i'm going to listen to you i want to take some time i just want to pray i want to get into you uh get yeah. to know you more and as a result of that that little adjustment our posture being that way in the midst of all of this stuff even as you're you know interviewing your your people and your for your podcast uh you know that you're encountering people and as a result of what they say can change your life completely and uh, and God will bring yeah. you into that place of freedom so Matt I greatly appreciate man everything uh, that you shared with us today I want to oh, thank you let you go but uh, I have you back again for sure and uh, yeah, I would love it thank you <laughs> and uh, so thanks for taking your time to spend with us here on no takers and I uh, hope you hope to talk with you soon man yeah, thank you. And let me just say before uh, before we go, I just want to say thank you, and I, I'm I'm proud of you, man, because like what you said, I'm going to brag on you for a little bit. Is that you know you had the transition of the second job, and you're like, okay, I have all this free time. What do I do? And I love what you did. You've been praying, you've been seeking God, you've been pouring time into podcasting, other side hustles, things like that, which is great. So you know, I've, I've listened to all the episodes. The content's great, man, and I, I I believe in you as a podcaster. You you are further than you realize as far as podcasting goes. I mean, you've got a great podcasting voice and your content's great so just want to encourage you in that and say thanks for having me on and and i appreciate you thank you man and before we go how can people connect with you Uh, i know you got social media you got a website and uh, just let everybody know how to connect with you yeah yeah thank you uh so they can go to entrenito.com it's e-n-t-r-e-n-e-a-t-o.com entrenito.com you can follow me on instagram as well matt neff m-a-t-t-n-e-f-f all one word uh same with twitter and i think I think that's about it. But yeah, if you just just check it out, we're on iTunes as well. So if you, even if you type in Neff N E F F on the iTunes Store or SoundCloud or Stitcher, you'll find us. And it's Neff, like the snowboarding company, uh, if that helps anybody with that. So yeah, thanks, Matt. Again, I appreciate you being willing to come on the show. It's such a privilege having you on here. So no takers, you know, just as we were talking about today, just make those adjustments. Those little adjustments. Take note of what the Holy Spirit is saying. Apply it to your life and allow Him to bring you into a place of freedom. It's definitely going to enhance your life. And it's also going to enhance your life if you listen to His podcast too. Let me get you that info again on how you can connect with Him. You can go to His website, www.entronito. That's spelled E-N-T-R E N is a Nancy E A T O. Again, com. You can also follow him on Instagram at Matt Neff. I tell you guys, he's a great guy. I really appreciate him. And uh, again, it's awesome to have him on the show. No takers. Well, we got to say goodbye today. But uh, remember, if you want to support us, you can definitely uh, go ahead and do that. You can go to gofundme.com forward slash no takers and you can make a donation for us and, and that'd be great uh, we can also follow us on Instagram Twitter Facebook and just again just share this podcast with other people and let people know what you've been hearing and uh, and how you liked it so thanks again guys I hope you guys have a wonderful day we'll see you next time have a wonderful and awesome and blessed rest of your week Music